previously on Ashes of the Order. While trying to capture the fugitive Trandoshan to Scar, Lahela clashed with Admiral and his lethal methods. Tensions rose further when Rokti released the captured Wookiee Palbaka, who is determined to kill Tuskar and restore his own honor. I'm Amy Cameron. I play Lahela Bell. I'm a Togruta, and I'm a Jedi Counselor. I'm Derek Cameron. I'm Admiral. I'm a clone smuggler gunslinger. I'm Colleen Benson. I'm Brockti. I am a Twi'lek mystic. Well, Admiral feels need to continue on with him and help him out, especially because he feels like his words um, with the freelancers will be useful in the future. Brockti is obviously falling behind Admiral, pretending to walk like him and be him, you know? Staying close. She definitely has like more weight on her shoulders because she doesn't like how they butted heads between her and Lahela since have like a deep bond, but she believes what she did. And Lahela will be following behind silently. Some Bioware shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that little hallway there is uh, also in a script and it leads to the last major area of the station. The assembly floor. Ooh. Pavaka has already opened the door to this room, the main assembly area. Within, there are two rows of conveyor belts, which cut across the room. They kind of jut across in the middle. Uh, there is a steel gangplank slash walkway around the perimeter of this room on the second floor, um, accessible from ladders in all four corners. Uh, this is the only point of access to the foreman's office on the second floor at the opposite end. But in between those two conveyor belts, you see a security droid who notices you and the charging Wookiee and raises his weapons. Pabaka is sprinting towards the ladder at the far left side, um, and you hear some commotion from the second floor office there, and a Trandoshan steps out of the office there. Oh. He takes a moment to kind of assess what's going on here. There's a klaxon blaring um, from QB having tripped that alarm earlier, so he's in the process of grabbing his, his shit and going. Uh, so that's where we're at for that. Let's determine initiative. Something we have not had to do for a while. <laughs> this is the thing where you we determine um, player slots versus enemy slots. Right. Each player character and NPC makes a simple, so no challenge, cool or vigilance check. Um, in this case, I think it's going to be cool for everybody because... Uh, Scar knew you guys were coming, more or less, and you guys knew you were going to face Scar essentially. So, um, yeah, cool checks. Cool, cool, cool. I'm also going to, uh, play, well, use my rapid reactions to add a success, uh, I will suffer a strain and add a success to my initiative check. Cool. So, with my rapid reactions, I have three successes in advantage. So, my cool's three green things, so I just yeah. roll those, yep. right? I got one success and three advantages. Okay. Good zone roll for Lahela. What's your... <laughs> I hate you, sir. I have one yellow, one green. Uh, so she has two successes, one advantage. One advantage. How cool is QP? Super cool. QP is one green cool. Oh, no, he's not cool at all. 
is not indicative of his real coolness. He got one advantage. Wow, that's like three, two, one, zero. That was good for a player side. Okay. So here is our initiative order then. So it's going to go player, player, enemy, player. Um, I made a separate distinction for Pabaka because he's not either. Uh, so ally then, enemy, player. So you got two player slots top off. So who wants to go first? Well, Admiral will because he has the most uh, advantage to starting. You know, just that I just feel like he would again just shoot first. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. He is the, the door too. That's true. Tascar is up on the second level, trying to make a run for it. Babaka is going for this corner. Let's say he's almost there. And there's a security droid in the middle of the room between the two conveyor belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's got his weapons drawn on you guys. Gotcha. Since Pabaka did ask Admiral to take care of the security droid, then um, Admiral would um, shoot at the at the droid. Of course, he would have put his uh, blaster back too lethal after talking to Pabaka, especially because he knew he was going to come in against uh, the security droid. Clanka. Um, and then what is that, two purple again? Um, from this range, yeah. Uh, so full successes, two threat, and a triumph. Wowza. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, like in terms of damage, like that's all fun and dandy. What about your advantages and like your other results? Um, so technically the triumph, I can... Oh yeah, I can use do a lot of things. Cool. Well, I'm going to make him suffer critical injuries, because why not? What is your damage on your blaster? Uh, eight. So it would be a total of 12 damage. 12 damage is silk is... Five. So seven damage. Are you gonna do critical damage then? You said. Uh, yeah. So I will roll a d one hundred. So that is a sixty-three, which actually equals a seventy-three. Seventy-three would be hamstrung. Loses free maneuver uh, until the end of encounter. Pew pew. Crushed it. All right. So then another player slot. Who's gonna go next? Yeah, I'll step back and let Ohala go ahead of me to wait to see what happens. Now, since you did kind of mean that you were would have looted the body of that guy, he had a blaster pistol and a viral knife on him. I don't know if you would have taken those things. Oh, I would have taken the knife. You'd be quicker to, like, jump yeah, battle, I think. Battle, yeah. So, yeah, so she'll run up to run up to the droid, and she will attempt to slice it with her dagger that she has. Yeah, you'd have to. Didn't I? Don't have it drawn on um, the map there, but there are, there are there are those two conveyor belt rows, like two rows of conveyor belts. Oh, okay. So you'd have to either kind of jump over one to get at it, which I guess that would be included in your action of moving. You you can take two strain to perform one additional maneuver. So if you wanted to, you could use your like basic maneuver that you get anyways to run up. Take two strain to perform an additional maneuver to jump over, and then make your your action for your attack. Okay, let's do that. This will be a quick check, though. No acrobatics check, Fantasy Flight? No, there's athletics and there's coordination. Let's call it an agility check, then. Throw a purple in as well. Just one challenge, because you're a Jedi. This kind of maneuver should be pretty decent for you. Okay. That is three advantage. Okay, so anyway, we're treating advantages without successes as successes, since you didn't fail. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you run over to the conveyor belt. You hop right over it, parkour style. And uh, you can make your attack roll with your Viber Knife. Perfect. So my Viber Knife is two yellows. Oh, right. So your molecular dagger, not a Viber Knife. Uh, three advantage. Your 
success was knocked out by failure. Well, that is a critical hit for me for three advantage. Uh, but I think you have to do damage to do a hit. Oh. Like you can't yep. do no damage and then do critical. Yeah. But you can use your advantage for other things. Yes. Oh yeah, there it is. Inflict a critical injury with a successful attack that deals damage past soak. So you have to do damage past or soak to be able to do critical injury. But you needed a success to actually do a damage. I got three advantages, right? Uh, yeah. Is he holding a blaster? It's literally a built-in blaster pistol, so don't, it doesn't hold it, it's built in. Um, but you can do like the boost or the challenges and all that stuff. Like I will add the black dice to the target's next check, so like the bad one, right? Yeah, you add a setback die. So that's two. And then for my last one, I will add a, a advantage dice to an allied character, and I'll give it four. Your dagger doesn't pierce the droid's shell, but it is distracted enough by the attack that it's going to affect um, its actions and those taken against it. So Okay, uh, that was it for the top two player turns. Next to act is an enemy, and it's going to be the droid who is going to make a ranged light attack with its snare launcher on Lahela. Gets an extra difficulty because he's doing ranged light in engaged range. Wow, that's bad for him. Um, he's got one success, two threat, and an advantage. That's not so bad for him after all. Because Lahela is now up in his face, he uses the snare launcher that's built into him as well. Um, and is successful in catching Lahela in sort of a net. Um, so you are immobilized for, well, five rounds, essentially, unless you're otherwise freed. Two threat to deal with. Uh, I'm going to say that because of the threat, um, an opponent, so one of you guys, can immediately perform one free maneuver in response to this. I guess I could, like... Like, it might help if you if you want to get closer... Because then you would still have another maneuver to move after that if you needed to. What's what's the size of the room? Is she able to move, go kind of move anywhere she wants to? Or like where I'm standing, can I reach like everyone? Can I get to like awesome ninja slide to end up behind Amy? There's like there's a conveyor belt that she jumped over. Like you can move up to the belt essentially. Okay, I'll move up to the belt. Okay, so that is the enemy turn so next is a player turn so that would be me so what i want to do is i have it says it's an action it's a force talent it's forewarning so perform the forewarning action all allies within medium range increase defense by my force rating until they act in the encounter so until they act next all right so the force flows from you and gives your allies a defensive boost. That's exciting. Woo! Go team. The next is um, will be Paul Baca, who is going to run up that ladder and get up to the gangplank uh, with his maneuver, and then for his action, he's going to basically run until he's almost at Tiskar. The next spot is an enemy's turn, which would be Tiskar, and he is likewise running across the gangplank on the second level, so they're both up above you now. Um, he gets to the opposite corner of the room with his maneuver and uses his action to keep running. So he's now in the lower right corner of the room. He's going for the door, isn't he? There are ladders in all four corners of the room. So he is, yeah, he's up, he's up on the gangplank going to the room or the corner across where you guys came in. So that's where they're at. And then technically it's the player turn, which only leaves QP. 
he's going to come rolling into the room, kind of uh, go under the conveyor belt, and use his turn cutting through the snare on Layla. Yay! Oh, that's nice. Yippee! Uh, so back to the top of initiative. Oh, yeah. How's the security droid looking? Um... It's not doing too badly. He's uh, he's pretty scored. Ed Lahela opened up his defenses a little bit. Right. Um, well, he will continue his shoosty shoosty then. Uh, it was a boost to um, any alley characters next check. Yeah, so it didn't matter because I gave it to Pauline, so it's gone. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. So, yeah, okay. So I'll just do my regular regular shoosting then. I guess it would still be the two purples, but I no longer have the two blues because he has acted this match. So we will give her our... An old roll and two successes, three advantage. Any use for the advantage for anything? You know what? Let's do another um, another critical injury because he already has one. Therefore, um, having one already will give another plus 10 to the critical score, right? Okay. Uh, so I rolled a 58, which means that is a 78. Uh, which is overpowered. The target leaves himself open and the attacker may immediately attempt another free attack against him using the exact same pool as the original attack. Okay, so I basically used the exact same dice that I just used and attack. Yes. Yeah, five defense. So you did five damage on the first shot? Yeah, and so this is... I got four successes um, total on this one. So that's another uh, seven damage. The second round of fire is enough to disable the droid. Oh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, you've, uh, you blasted him right good. Fresh it. <laughs> Take that, Clanka. Haha. That's my punchline. Take that, Clanka. Should I actually say that out loud? Yes, I would. Yeah, this is the first clanker you directly killed. Yeah, that's so exciting. Good job, friendships. Um, I guess I could also, um, since I just used my attack action, I'll start trying to move um, in the direction to potentially uh, stop him from escaping. I don't know if there's any way for me to get there aside from the way Pelback is going, but... Yeah, you still have your maneuver to use. Tiskar's up in the corner mm -hmm. on the second level. So you could run toward him on the first level or use your maneuver to get up the ladder behind you. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. Well, uh, the first way. Okay, so then that'll put you kind of uh, near the door he's trying to get to, essentially. Yeah. Okay, play your turn. That's me. I was literally just like, I'm going to pull him off that and just shove him <laughs> to the ground. That's what I'm <laughs> like, like, her brain was just like, he's getting away. Yeah! I'm going to do that. Like, after... All this is happening super quick. She looks over, sees escaping, and just like immediately reaches for him, pull him off that into the ground. Okay, make a force check. I hope it's dark side. It's too dark side. Yeah, use it. Tell me you're using them. <laughs> oh well, I'm using it. <laughs> just make a note of one conflict. We'll deal with that later. Yeah, we do morality stuff originally. Yeah, so you reach out with the force. Uh, perhaps leaning a little hard on the dark side in your in your haste, and you pull Tuscar off the off the gangplank, and he falls onto the floor below. I don't know. If there's a falling damage. I feel like he would get hurt a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm pulling some dark dark side feelings here, being like, "You're a horrible person. You're not getting away." You know, I wasn't gentle. I'll take a few wounds off him. Okay. So that's your action. Does he land, like, right in front of um, Admiral? You almost shot him on Admiral, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course you would. 
Because it would have been as you're like running over to get to the door to block it, I would have been pulling him off, and it's just like a body just falls. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that he's immobilized by that too. Knocked prone, rather. No, no, he just has to get up from falling face first. So that'll be his maneuver is to stand up because the next turn is an enemy turn, and Admiral's right in front of him. Uh, Tiskar has only range weapons on him, and he hasn't had them drawn. So, how's your brawl skill? <laughs> Brawn? Not great. Okay, so Tuscar gets up and takes a swing at you, Admiral, because you're right in front of him. This is a brawl check. He's not skilled in it. Uh, so he actually fails, but has two advantage. So he gets to do a immediate free maneuver. Yeah, so he swings at you, misses, but then uses you know that moment where you dodge to run to the door. So he kind of breaks away from you and is headed to the store here. Excellent. I will run up to him then from where I was by the droid. That's where I last was. And then I will take a swipe at him with my digger. Okie doke. Which is my two yellows. And uh, one purple. Uh, you got uh, two successes and an advantage. Damn. Yay. So he would take two damage. What uh, abilities does your weapon have? Like, uh, it's pierce two. So it avoids two soak, two damage. Um, his soak is three, but you negate two of that, so he takes one damage from that. I will give. I'll recover. Yes, recovering a strength. Okay. Um. So next is Pabaka, who is going to use his maneuvers to get across, to basically run across the gangplank again. So he's just getting to the ladder now and descending down it. While Tuscar is trying to flee, Lahela has stabbed him. QP rolls up, whips out his arc welder, <laughs> and uh, is going to try and zap him. <laughs> so he just does one success. He does stun damage to him. He's dealing damage as Deals strain. strain damage, yeah. And that's three strain damage. Please. Okay, back to the top. Well... I guess I will continue to shoot at the mofo. That makes the sense. He's moved far enough away that you're not engaged. So you won't take an extra penalty on this. Two advantage, one success, one triumph. Eight, his soak is three, so five damage. Anything else? And then I have a triumph and two advantage. So, of course, why not? You have critical injury. That is a 67, so a 77. <laughs> Overpowered. Teehee. So you make a second attack. Oh, booyah. Uh... So that's three success, a triumph, and... Damn. That is going to take him to his wound threshold. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be enough to knock him out. Uh, yeah, so the second shot hits him in the chest, and he crumples, but he's not dead yet, per se. Per se. And at this point, Pabaka sees him crumple as he's coming down the ladder, and uh, he charges over, grabs his car by the neck, and lifts him up off the ground. Stop, please! Can we try to find another way to fight to get your honor? He doesn't dignify that with a response. Ruck kind of come up beside Layla and trying to like help make amends of, of their fighting, tries to help her get through to him. Wouldn't it be worse for him to, to live in whatever squabble prison torture that they have planned for him than him to be relieved from this world? He dies when he gets back either way. Either way, he will not live for what he's done. Whether it's me who kills him now, or a freelancer firing squad at a triad station, I choose he dies now. 
This is not your bounty to make that choice on. It's Admiral's. All eyes turned to Admiral. Oh, <laughs> um, oh geez. Scar is choking at the moment, by the way. Like, he is being strangled. <laughs> well. No pressure. Honestly, I'm not going to try to stop this, this Wookiee. Um, I'm not going to shoot him, and he's not going to stop. So let him have his revenge now, because he's going to die whether we want him to or not. Lahela will turn and look away, um, taking a few steps away from what's happening, not bearing to deal with the turmoil within herself. Rookie kind of still fueled with some dark side tapped in a bit earlier, is kind of like letting the force flow through her and almost seeing how corrupt he is and like the bad thing he's done. And that doesn't feel much remorse that like he is going to die when she sees that like bad people are destroying the world. So I'll just go over to QP and like pat his head and be like, you did good. QP kind of chirps and warbles despite the grim situation going on behind you and uh, folds his arc welder back into his chassis. It doesn't take long. Pabaka drops Tuskar's corpse to the to the ground at this point. His shoulders slump and uh, he turns back to face you and he seems almost like a different Wookiee. He turns first to Admiral and says, Thank you for letting me clear my honor. A bad thing was done to a man who was about to serve trial, and I've assuaged both our names now. Well, Pabaka, I'm glad you were able to restore your honor. Now let's grab him and get our bounty. Lahilo, their back's still turned, but obviously addressing Pabaka will say, and now you're no different than killing a man that deserved trial as well, and walk out of the room. He was about to say something to you, but he'll let you go. Um, he's not really bothered by your opinion. <laughs> I, I was preparing a nice little speech to you. <laughs> oh no. Layla, Layla's mad. She pissed. <laughs> hey, Jedi kill people too. Yeah. Well, uh, Hala, this is war. <laughs> not by her teaching, though. They were left under the Clone Wars. They didn't learn that Jedi way. They learned, like, a peaceful Jedi way. Yeah. I mean, Pabaka can't call you out on this, but, like, you're a lightsaber duelist. Like, you don't lightsaber duel people to a peaceful agreement. Oh, she knows, but that's for defense. If they were to be attacked, 100%, she will destroy everything. But for it to be, even from back in episode one, she was always worried about having to kill other life forms. Except for droids. Fuck droids. Yeah, droid. Fuck droid. <laughs> well, is there anything fun and exciting on... Uh... The only things on Tuscar's body are his disruptor rifle, which is a heavy ranged, if you're interested. Yeah, why not? Worse is worse, could always sell it. He has his own heavy blaster pistol as well. Oh, I should. If you want to pocket those things, go ahead. <clears throat> the, dis- what do you say, disruptor rifle? Is that what you... Yes. Cool, I'll yes. take that. Why not? I don't know how your heavy rifle skill is, but... Or your heavy range skill is, but... Uh, you can use or sell that. I mean, it's... I don't I don't have any um, uh, any ranks in it, but I, I, it is agility, so it's still four green dice, so... Pavaka will offer to carry the body back to your ship. Perfect. There is the matter of the other people on board the ship. Yeah, I was going to say that's uh, probably enough we should talk about whether we will have to fight our way through. Well, Lahela, you... Which way were you going when you left that room? She would have came back the way that they uh, they came from, because that's the way she knows. Okay. So she's in the little hallway there. She didn't go far, and she just, like, left the room. Okay, so you go up into that hallway. Pabaka will go through the door that you guys were by. So the other door, which will take care of something off screen. There was a guy in the, in the other room there who had Pabaka's vibro axe. So that guy will be dealt with. And Layla won't have to be there to see it. So it's no. all good. <laughs> so you guys head back through the station, aware that you had left those Aqualish behind. 
Um, however, when you get to the cargo hold, you find they're not there. They fled that room somewhere. They're not there to, to get you or anything. So yeah, you find new obstacles in your way as you uh, as you head back to the Ronin. Um, Pabak can meet you in the cargo hold, and he has picked up a vibrowax from somewhere. He seems to have recovered some possessions of his along the way, and he heads back to the Ronin with you. Excellent. You guys can all hop on to the Ronin and head back to Triad Station. Hey everybody, Chris here, just checking in at the halfway point with a few housekeeping things. First of all, thanks for tuning in. I know we've had a little bit of radio silence recently with uh, with everything going on between the pandemic and uh, personal things and uh, the world generally just being on fire right now in 2020. Uh, it took a while to get the episode together and uh, just everything else going on, I figured there were more important things that needed the, the airwaves. <laughs> so yeah, the last few episodes have been a little delayed. Quarter Portion Podcast will be back as well soon. There's been a lot of news to report on, but now things are kind of gearing up again, so we'll, we're working on ways to get you some new content with, with that show as well. Recording Ashes has been interesting. <laughs> there was a lot of technical issues recording these last two episodes, the four and five, um, between my mic cutting out on them so the, so the three players couldn't hear me talking, which is kind of important to our recording bot crapping out in the middle of it and just... <laughs> The logistics of dice, because the Fantasy Flight Games version uses specialized narrative dice, which are not easy to come by in a pandemic, so we had to kind of split resources. I had the physical dice, Colleen had a backup set we had, and Derek had the Fantasy Flights app, which he used to roll for himself and for Amy, so it was it was interesting getting, getting this together, but I'm really pleased with uh, how everything's playing out, and I hope you are as well. And actually, coincidentally, it's uh, it's our anniversary of Ashes of the Order. Um, this episode's coming out on September 11th, and our one-year anniversary is the 13th, so thanks for sticking with us for a year. Hope you're enjoying the ride, and uh, if you are, please please do tell friends, and let them know that they should be checking this podcast out. Uh, word of mouth is the best way to help shows like ourselves. In the meantime, between episodes, I am still streaming on Twitch two or three times a week, mostly Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, and that's under the channel account Guild Two Taps. Uh, we've been streaming Mass Effect mostly, the trilogy. We are on to Mass Effect 3 now, finally. The original tent, if you haven't heard about it before, is that uh, Amy is obsessed with these games, like they're her favorite video game franchises of all time, essentially. And I had never played them, despite them being 13 to 8 years old. So the original intention was for her to be here to freak out over my over my decisions in real time. Instead, we're, we're doing it through the chat. Be sure to check us out there. If you've never played Mass Effect, it's a really great narrative story that uh, rivals Star Wars in a lot of ways, and it's from the same makers of Knights of the Old Republic. So definitely check that out and join us in the chat. Speaking of streaming, uh, Derek, Amy, and myself will be participating in the Extra Life charity fundraiser again this year on Friday, November 6th and 7th. It's a 24-hour video game marathon. Um, normally we do this with a group of friends. We're not quite sure how it's going to look this year. Depends on where everything's at at that time. You can you can follow along at Guild 2 Taps on Twitch. Um, we'll be posting some links on quarter portion podcast network social medias as well i'm sure we'll pay something star wars related at some point and it raises money for the children's health network here in london ontario so it's a very worthwhile cause there's been obviously a lot of worthwhile causes to tribute to that need help this year children's hospital is one that always needs help and has been struggling through everything related to covid as well these kids rely on on the sort of extra care that extra life provides you can find links to donate to that on our social media pages as well if you can't donate but you just want to tune in that's fine too just tuning in and or spreading the word is a great help in itself as well. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We try to play uh, some competitive and fun cooperative games, so it's always it's always a fun time. So tune in for that. We'll have more on that in the coming months as well. All right, that's enough for me for now. Uh, 
Hope you're enjoying the episode. And be sure to let us know what you think on social media. We also have a special shout out for our Patreon supporters. Thank you to Barry Norton. By becoming a backer for as little as $1 a month, you can gain access to bonus content like previews, look behind the scenes, and outtakes, and polls to help shape the future of our network. Or at the $5 tier, you can get a shout out in each episode, as well as other future perks. For more info on this, check out patreon.com slash quarterportionpodcast. Now, back to the show. Well, while we're all like heading on the ship, obviously the Wookiee is coming with us. As we're like walking onto the ship, I'll like turn to him. Oh, Teddy Bear, I am very glad that you found some of your own belongings. We have lost things that we will not be able to get back. And I like walk in all of a sudden, suddenly very depressed and go into a corner to like meditate. Before you walk off, Babaka will mention that he knows what it's like to lose a home as well. Lahela would just go into um, like the, where the, the beds are and meditate, not speak to anyone. Oh, lighten up. This is real life. This is just how the world works. If Admiral Troy talked to her, she is in meditation. She does not hear yeah, him. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just how things go, kid. Welcome to life. <laughs> Babaka makes himself scarce. Uh, he knows there was some tension there. No, not that he regrets what he did or anything, but he makes himself scarce during the trip. Um, and as soon as you arrive back at Triad Station and dock again, he he takes the body off to the freelancers for you. Well, do, would you all go with with Admiral to the freelancers to to get the money or? No, because we're Jedi, and I would be like they don't know about us; they just know about Admiral. Um, so I would stay behind um, on the ship. Lahela. No, she would stay behind. As well with Rokti. All right. So uh, when you arrive um, back in that cantina where the freelancers hang out, Sid is waiting for you, Admiral, and he waves you over as, you, as soon as you walk in. Okay. We won't, won't go into the whole debriefing here, but he is impressed, especially that you let Pabaka deal with it. Pabaka, let me know what happened. I understand your friends weren't happy with how it all shook out, but, you know, Trandoshans and Wookiees have never gotten along bad blood between them and then blood got spilled honor on the line it's a messy business out here but you did good kid and uh he slides five thousand credits across the table to you Ooh. yeah yeah so semi in character slash out of character what's your next step now you've, you've got five thousand credits on your belt your first job done what's your what's your next step oh man well, I know that both Rokhi and Lahela, I'm sure, are anxious to get back to that Jedi stuff dealer and try to get some shit. Well, and you people need to build your lightsabers, too. Yes. You know, as I'm saying, we try to get supplies and stuff for that, so... I think the next step is that, I think, like, not to speak for Colleen, but I think especially Rokhi would be really wanting to get back to that dealer so way things don't get sold and stuff like that, because he said he would try to hold stuff, but he never actually ended up guaranteeing to us. Yeah, I would, um, Rocky would also really like to go back to the dealer. I think with more nefarious thought points than Lahela. Um, did he'll come back then? Like, is he back? We're kind of... I would have gone to drop off the bounty, and then I don't know if we would have really wanted to go spend the money right away, but yeah, I, f- I feel like we would have just met back on the road and decided what we wanted to do next. Yeah. Okay. So then, so yeah, once he comes back, then yeah, Lahela will ask for them to, to gather in like some kind of conference area that's in the ship. 
So now that we're done our first bounty, we need to get back to what matters here. We need to work on getting those Jedi artifacts back. And I think I have a plan. All right, I'm listening. So last time that we spoke with him, I was able to convince him that we knew four sensitive people that were not necessarily Jedi. He seemed both intrigued and unsure of that information. So I think if we're to disguise one of us as such this person, we might be able to aid him in understanding the Jedi artifacts back and therefore being able to either purchase or him to give them to us. It might work, um, depending on how gullible he is. Perhaps with the newfound cash from this bounty, it might at least persuade him. As long as we get them, I don't care. Rock T will do everything we can to make sure that they're in our care. Yes, we will. Well, I, I, I can say I'm quite intrigued by this holocron business. So it's worth a shot. And worst comes to worst, we'll just our way out. Leia will give him a look and be like, as long as the blaster is set on stun. I can get behind this. For now. So now the question is, Rope T, which one of us do you think should be disguised? Ooh, 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 I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You can trust me to do it. Lahela will kind of give her, like, a little smile, like, with almost like a little twinkle in her eye that well, almost died through throughout their, their uh, day to day. You would never guess she'd have that kind of smile again and be like, I know you can, Rope T. I know you can. <laughs> Who should I be? I could be a man. Hello, my name is what should my name be? <laughs> in Nigga Monday. He stole my holocron. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> or I could be, or I could be an old lady. Hello, sir. I do need the things you have. Oh God. <laughs> There's so many people. I could. I'm an actress. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> Lahela again with the same like little like smile will be like Rokti, feel through the force and trust what it tells you to be. And Rokti's now kind of like bouncing around everywhere, so excited. <laughs> uh, and from there, actually, our camera will kind of pull back from your conversation on that part of the ship, and uh, we'll move over to see QP thirteen sitting at the tech center. QP thirteen is quietly chirping while it processes. Temrin Ka's data pad sits on the console beside it connected to its S-Comp link arm. Suddenly, QP makes a curious exclamation. A piece of a puzzle has fallen into place, and it projects a holographic map to check its work. A route through the edge of space draws itself, and QP-13 whistles reverently. The route ends at a hidden planet, and the trusty droid speaks its name aloud. Exel Kesh. For more information on the show, visit the Quarter Portion Podcast on social media. Please check out our Patreon to help support the show and access bonus content. And until next time, may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Quarter Portion Podcast Network. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons to masks and helmets to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com.